What's good, everyone? G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka the Greginator, aka the Rookie of New York, and I want to talk to you about Anchor and my show. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. I'll explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music intros, music outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy show about the stories mixed with entertainment, music, real life segments, and much more. Now, where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, which is off the Meat Rat Change NY podcast, alongside with my Instagram handle. G Money Stacks 555 in Queens and Queens, New York. To spell it out is O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z N Y P O D C A S T, all in one word. Now, streaming platforms, in case you missed any of the episodes, we are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Play FM, Tune In, Google Podcasts, and please don't forget that Off the Meat Rat Change New York Podcast is on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. Let's go.
Hey, what's up, new listeners and current listeners all around the world, including Canada, the USA, including areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your host with the most, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka the Greginator, aka Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now rocking with off the meat rack chains new york podcast episode 51 how about that <laughs> now i do apologize for not recording yesterday i didn't want to record on an empty stomach so that's why i had to push it to the next day so i do apologize for not recording yesterday um <clears throat> Um, first and foremost, if you are new to the channel of YouTube and a new listener that missed any previous episodes of this show, don't worry, I got you. All you got to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks 555 for more video content. Subscribe to the channel, be sure to enable alerts. So you'll be notified when the show goes on the air live. More video content, as I said. Um, be sure to leave a like and a comment with the topics alongside with the episodes. Be sure to download. And also, don't forget to share the podcast along with the audio streaming platforms, which I will go over at the end of the show with your friends. And I am going to basically announce some changes to um, what I'm going to do with my other podcast show that I'm doing for Twitch and stuff. So um, so stick around for that. Um, All right. Now that I got that out the way, um, we have some we have some sad, depressing news. we have a passing of an actor from Pee Wee's Playhouse who goes by the name of John, um, John um, Paragon. Yeah, John Paragon is his name. Um, basically, he passed away at age 66. Yeah, I know, right? Um, here's what happened. Um, according to the New York, New York Post, um, let's um, um, let us all say a prayer for Jambi Maker. Blah blah blah. John Paragon, the veteran actor who played the blue-faced genie um, Jambi on Pee Wee's Playhouse, has died. He was 66. Paragon passed away in April. Although the cause of death has not been revealed, according to the coroner's office in Riverside County, California, TMZ confirmed. From 1986 to 1991, Paragon appeared on the Emmy-nominated Pee Wee's Playhouse as Jambi the Genie, whose painted blue face and ornamented red turban sat disembodied in a Bedazzled box, which was prompted to open anytime Pee Wee's 
Herman, um, which is the actor Paul Rubens, wanted to make a wish. And with each wish, Jambi would chant the iconic magic words, Mika, Lika, Hi, Mika, Hiney, Ho. Not sure what that means. Don't ask. <laughs> um. Okay, born in Anchorage, Alaska in 1954, Paragon got his big break as a member of the groundbreaking um, Groundlings Improv Group. And in recent years, he worked with Walt Disney um, Imagineering on ways to incorporate improvisational perform performance into attractions at Disney parks, according to his official bio. Paragon also voiced the recurring Pee Wee's character, um, um, P. Terry, the pterodactyl. Um, and when he was wasn't acting on Playhouse, he was known to have written several episodes along Rubens, including the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special in 1988, which won the series an Emmy nomination for best writing in a children's special. In the same year, he co-wrote Elvira's Mistress of the Dark with Elvira herself, aka fellow Groundlings veteran Cassandra Peterson. Um, Paragon also appeared in a number of feature films through the 1980s, including The Frog Prince, 1986, Will I Yankovic's um, UHF 1989 and the cult cannibalism classic Eating Raul 1982 and was later seen making cameos on Seinfeld. Paragon past colleagues, friends, and friends have taken to social media to remember the inimitable comedian. I am so sad. This is terrible news wrote former Saturday Night Live star Ju Julia Sweeney. I didn't know him well, but I admired him greatly, and he was deeply loved by so many whom I know well. So many laughs, sad for the groundlings, sad for comedy, very sad day. Um, rest in paradise, John Paragon. Paragon. Despite the Pee-wee's Playhouse signing off three decades ago, the legend of Jambi lives on with kids today. Said one proud parent, in quote, after spending nearly a year teaching my Pee-wee's Pee Playhouse obsessed child inside of a Jambi's box, I'm very weepy after learning of John Paradon's passing. Jambi have been incredible forces in our lives and will love them always. Um, Wiley Derryberry said on Twitter, um, after spending nearly a year teaching my hashtag Peewee's Playhouse obsessed child inside. Um, yeah, I just read that one. Um, actor and mad TV comedian Phil Lamar added that he was shocked and saddened to learn of the passing of the amazingly talented John Paragon. Ramon Azteca, Jamie the Genie, Mr. Excitement, the Breath, the Breffer, 
the paragon of comedy, groundling improviser, writer, perform, yeah, performer, producer. He did it all, and brilliantly, Lamar concluded. As Paradon's most famous character would say, long live Jambi. Um, so SIP to John Paradon. Um, all right. Now that I got that out the way, um, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about something that really kind of caught my attention. Hold on a minute here. If there's any of this, hang on folks. All right, um, this is what we're going to, um, next topic has to do, um, let me see. And I'll save that for last. Um, so next topic has to do with an idiot from Jersey Shore who goes by the name of Jen Harley. Um, basically was arrested and according to the Cineblend, former Jersey Shore cast member Jen Harley was arrested recently on charges of domestic battery and assault with a deadly weapon. But at the time of the arrest, the circumstances of the incident weren't exactly clear. Now alleged details of what occurred that night have been brought to light, which includes the report that Harley pulled a gun on the victim of the incident. A police report detailing the incident states that Jen Harley and her boyfriend, Joseph Ambroso, arrived at the crazy... Crazy Horse, <laughs> Crazy Horse 3 in Las Vegas and allegedly began to argue about where to park and Harley's drinking. TMZ reported that things got so heated that security asked the couple to leave. But things only got worse on the ride home. Allegedly, Jen Harley struck Joseph Ambroso repeatedly in the back of the head while he was driving and threw his phone out the window. When Abroso pulled over to look for his phone, Harley got into the driver's side and drove off in the car. Abroso was forced to find his own ride home, but when he arrived, Harley was waiting for him with a gun. Harley allegedly pointed a gun at Ambroso and made threats before leaving the scene. Okay. Um, so this is gonna sound crazy, but in quote, um, this person this person said, I'll shoot you, racial slur, I'll kill you right fucking now. Authorities were called and eventually cops tracked down Jen Harley 
and booked her in the Clark County Detention Center. Obviously, the details of the police report are based on testimony given by who, whoever was interviewed by, about the incident. And more details are likely to come to light about the situation. Whether or not they become um, public remains to be seen. It should be noted that Jane Harley's daughter, um, Ariana Sky Magro, was not at home when the incident occurred. Excuse me. She was in California and Ronnie Ortiz Magro, who took his daughter to Disneyland the day after the event. Ortiz Magro recently proposed to his girlfriend, Sapphire Magetta, for a year. Harley has a son with another father named Mace. Not to be confused with the rapper, folks. Um, what else? But it's not clear where he was when the incident occurred. Hartley is currently out of jail and has a court date for the incident set for Thursday, August 19th. Don't mind the cars outside, folks. As, as long as you can hear me, that's that's what matters. Um, given the given that this is not Jen Hartley's first high-profile run with the law, it's possible that the charges against her could be pretty severe, provided they aren't dropped. Harley was arrested for domestic violence when she was with Ronnie Ortiz Magro and. Ortiz Magra was also arrested for past disputes between the two. It's unlikely Jen Hartley or her house troubles will be referred, referenced, excuse me, on future episodes of Jersey Shore Family Vacation, but we won't know for sure until we see some episodes from around this time. And... I don't really watch Jersey Shore like that, so I'm not going to really be sure I'm going to be able to watch it. Um, not really, not really into it like that. So, um, so we have, um, another topic that I want to get into that I didn't get a chance to talk about. And this has to do with a CBS studio worker. Um, so, According to the article of TMZ, um, a man working at CBS famous TV and film studio was injured when part of a 600-pound wall collapsed on him, TMZ has learned. Damn. <laughs> Our sources say the workplace accident went down June 7th at the CBS Radford lot in Studio City around 8 in the morning. The L.A. Fire Department and paramedics were called to the scene. We're told that emergency staff treated a man who was injured when a portion of an enormous wall on a soundstage fell on him. Yes, this is terrible news right here, man. Believe me, I feel for the guy who's hurt right now. So, according to Cal... The worker listed as an employee of CBS Studio Center was hospitalized for a dislocated shoulder and an 
investigation into what happened is underway. It's unclear if he was working on a specific production at the time of the accident. A CBS source says it was not one of their own shows. The location is known as the home of several popular shows, for instance, Big Brother and the Connors. But not all of them air on CBS. As you may recall, a Connors crew member died at the site earlier this year after suffering a medical emergency. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I wish I had some better, better, better news. But before I even go to anything better, a couple weeks ago, as I'm reading the article at TMZ, it was talking about some some video of a of a it was a bogus video about a werewolf. Now check this out. Um, so, in the article of TMZ, of course, a non-viral video has been making the rounds of what many say is a real-life sighting of an actual werewolf in Africa, which was apparently shot dead. But the whole thing is bullshit. The clip that's got people buzzing suffers seemingly out of nowhere this week, and it shows what appears to be the body of a liking subspecies of a werewolf in monster mythology dead on the ground in the middle of the night, bleeding from its face, lying motionless. There's a man narrating, speaking in what seems to be um, Hausa, which folks took to mean this alleged killing took place somewhere in Nigeria. And it's freaking everyone out. Yeah, I'll be scared too. <coughs> Different users saw this and spread it like wildfire, warning locals in the area to be on the lookout, sounding the alarm without really questioning the source or its veracity. Luckily, somebody came to the table with the truth, and that would be, this is a big fat hoax. The clip that everyone is seeing is dubbed over as the original actually is actually part of what it seems to be a short film from Portugal called Lob Lobby Summon Mortal a Tauros, which translates to werewolf shot to death. Very original, we know. It was thrown up on April 1st by a user named Cloudwolf, <laughs> who got the entire um, YouTube page dedicated to the legendary creature. As for how the hell this thing looks so real, you can chalk it up to great S. FX work, courtesy of freelance sculpture artist Joseph Lob Kaboski, who's got photos on his on his Instagram with his creation on the table, Frankenstein style. Obviously, it's a top-notch job, especially since everyone thought it was the real McCoy. A testament to quality indeed. 
And hold that thought, folks. I know you're hearing the ice cream trucks, so I can't really control that. So hold that thought. All right. <clears throat> All right. Um, the makeup team from an, Af an American werewolf in London are probably nodding with glee. Because Joseph's take on the on a werewolf ain't all too different from what they cooked up in 81. Anyway, nothing to see here. People back to Bigfoot and Loch Ness sightings, please. <sighs> Man. You know, whoever thought that I was whoever thought that, you know, people like that would actually come up with claims like this. You know, make up a fake story saying that they saw a werewolf or a Bigfoot. Like, come on, man. This this is just this is just crazy to me, man. This is just beyond crazy to me, and this is just beyond my beliefs. So so I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, speaking of now, sorry. Not as sorry as this bullshit. Now, a couple weeks ago, I actually was listening to an episode of Cherry's, po Cherry's World podcast, right? And one of the subjects was talking about giving a hall pass to cheaters out of revenge. Now, I'm not, I'm not a relationship expert here, but I do, I do sometimes have to look up an article. And and make my statement saying how you know how crazy of an idea it is to give a whole pass to somebody, and I'm not really, and I'm not really condoning cheating, so I can't really, <laughs> I can't really um contest to that. But um, just give me a second. Um, let me just get to um. Um, so, so there's an article that I have right here that I want to actually get into. Um, this is, okay, can a sexual hall pass be good for a long-term relationship? Um, this is, this is crazy, and this is, I just find it very, very shocking to me. Um, so, I'm going to read this to you guys, man. So, this is from... Double, this is from double double So, so Dr. Pepper Schwartz. <laughs> oh man, oh my goodness. So, so Dr. Pepper Schwartz um, states, I was flipping channels the other night when I came across the nearly unwatchable Hall Pass, a simple minded movie with an even simpler premise. When the partners in a long-term marriage get sexually antsy, they start fantasizing seriously, fantasizing about strangers. And they become obsessed with the question, will I ever have sex with anyone but my wife, husband, before I die? Come on. Two suburban dads, Rick and Fred, played by um, Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis get the chance to find out when their wives 
Maggie and Grace, Jenna Fisher, and Christina Applegate grant them a once-in-a-marriage hall pass, a week-long free ticket to sexual adventure. Okay, I seen the movie Hall Pass, though, man. It, it was a little, it was a little strange to me that any that any idiot would actually do this. Um, <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I don't know, man. This is a tricky situation for me, and this is a tricky situation on what I'm going to talk about here. So anyway, let me keep going. Um, let me keep going. All right. Um, their rationale seems to be that a lighthearted fling might forestall an actual affair. Also implied is the notion that a good marriage should be able to withstand this sort of sexual generosity. Yeah, I don't know about that one right there, man. What do you, what do I think? I think they're playing with fire. Yes, they're playing with fire, man. You think? No matter how casual its immediate lust lustful attraction, sex often develops into an emotional bond, one that could threaten the original couple. I also believe, <laughs> also believe that most people are more, are way more territorial than they let on. They can easily imagine themselves handling a free night, but it's nearly impossible for them to visualize their partner in the throws of passion with someone else. Um, let's be honest here. You might reasonably say lots of people have a sex a sexcapade with their partner discovering it. Wouldn't it be more honest, more respectful to be open with each other? Yes. Um, no, Toby Keith summed it up nicely when he wrote, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. His line gets at the truism that secrets may be good, maybe a good thing. Not really. Um, um, even if both parties agreed to the experiment ahead of time, learning what happened in the sex lab can haunt one or both spouses so much that it destroys the relationship. Isn't that what nearly scuttled Woody Harrison and Demi Moore marriages in innocent proposal and decent proposal? Your own hall pass, of course, is unlikely a feature of a million dollar proposition for Robert Redford. So consider the potential emotional fallout from getting or granting a hall pass of your own, regardless of what the two of you consent to in advance. You could easily find yourself unable to handle the emotional records of your own hearts. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sorry for laughing, folks. I can't help it. Um, that said, I feel... <laughs> I feel the honor bound to report that I've seen a hall pass or two in vote without catastrophe. One couple in 
a very long marriage confided to me that they had always followed a 5% privacy rule, a ask don't tell policy that freed each of them to devote one night in 20 to whatever they wish to do. Okay, this sounds like a combination of of guy code and fucking girl code, which I really find it really, really strange and kind of lame. Um, um, let's see. Let's see where I left off here. Um, wait. Yes. This time off could include having sex outside the relationship, but it remains unknowable too and inviolable by the other party. Their arrangement worked beautifully for more than 40 years. Then came the rocky night when it emerged that the husband had always viewed the pact as purely theoretical, whereas his wife had been putting it into regular practice. Hold on. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> okay. Um, yes, Dull shot to learn that his wife had been redeeming her hall pass. He was forced to simmer down when she reminded him that he had agreed to this state of affairs <laughs> four days earlier. The 5% clause was kept in place. The relationship stays strong and happy. Still, I can't help wondering what if that man hadn't reacted so grace, grace, graciously um, when he learned that philosophy had morphed into reality. There, theirs was and is a swell marriage, but what if that hall pass had become a hell no? If my position sounds conservative, it's because I'm dedicated to conserving happy couples. I understand that the desire for sexual variety and adventure, but I also think it's impossible to know how we would react if we agreed to a hall pass and it actually happened. So alluring as it is, I have to say pass on the hall pass. Loyalty and exclusiveness build trust and commitment that a relationship needs to endure. Non-monogamy happens, sure, but to build it into a marriage is too damn fucking risky. Michael Castleman, I recently watched Hall Pass too. Like Pepper, I found it eminently forgettable, but with all due respect to monogamy, it is not the only way. Polygamy was common in the Bible. In ancient Britain, that well-known sex commentator, Julius Caesar, reported that his counterpart, Palandry, one, one woman, several men, was a common practice. And the Lucy, Lucy of Papua, New, New, Guiana, New Guiana, 
um, believe that healthy fetal development requires pregnant women to have intercourse with many men. What? Whoa, am I reading this right? Am I reading this right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I reading this right? And and the Lucy of Papua New Guinea believed that healthy fetal development requires pregnant women to have intercourse with many men. Okay, this is okay. I don't know about all this though, man, but I can't really agree with that. I can't really agree with that though. Um, finally, some cultures have standing free for alls. In 1985, anthropologist Thomas Greger um, counted 88 active sexual relationships among the 37 adults of a single village in the Amazon. Um, Non-monogamy occurs in urban tribes too. Most U.S. cities harbor sex clubs or swing clubs. <laughs> the, form, the former are open to anyone. The latter are open to couples and single women. And don't get me started on Craigslist personal where couples advertise their threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh my goodness. Where oh man. <laughs> Where couples advertise for threesomes, partner swaps, and group sets. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Um <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, so strict mon monogamous claim that non-monogamy can't work. And while a hall pass is risky, risky, as Pepper points out, it's also true that committing to a relationship is a risk, a big risk, given that one half of all marriages fail, which is true. This explains why some couples consider it more of a risk to insist on monogamy and create the conditions for secret affairs than to grant a hall pass every now and then. I happen to know four long-term couples who have happen have been happily non-monogamous for decades, and I like to think it's not just because I live in California. One couple is mostly monogamous, but the woman spends a long weekend each month with her secondary man who lives an hour's drive away. A second couple is usually monogamous, but every year the man arranges for another um, or two, another man or two to join them to celebrate the woman's birthday in bed. With a third couple, the the two spouses are monogamous at home, but grant each other hall passes when they travel solo for business. With a fourth, each spouse, um, if you will, um, each spouse has a secondary or two who lives nearby. Um, also, um, each partner is allowed to visit his or her secondary about once a month or 
when the spouse is out of town. All right. Um, end quote. I'm in love only with my husband. The woman in this fourth couple says, and my husband is in love only with me, but we enjoy playing outside our marriage, usually with people we both know socially, sometimes with people one of us knows from work. As you may have gathered, these couples do not regard a hall pass or its variance as cheating. So as long as one spouse secures the other's advanced consent to be excused from, cry, from class. So is a hall pass a harmless fidelity follow on a certain ticket to tears? I believe there's no right or wrong way to be coupled or to manage one's marriage. There's merely what works best for the two people involved. Arrangements that work well may look bizarre to outsiders, but if strict monogamy is not your cup of tea, I say it's fine to brew up something else. Okay, so the moral of the story is, you know, the whole thing with the hall pass can be a little risky. Even if you're trying to do this out of revenge, it it doesn't sound like a good idea. Even though you may think there's no there's no right or wrong way, but at the same token, I don't think it's worth it. And I just say this with the token of of my soul, the token of my soul. And I say this from the token of my soul. I don't think this whole whole past thing is worth it. Um, what other? Oh, we're good. We're going to stand in sharp right there. Let's go to Shannon Sharp. Um, hold on a minute. And in case in case new listeners just came in, you're probably wondering what the topic is, is basically talking about. This is basically a segment called No, I'm sorry. Um, this is um a segment of chatting all the jazz right here. So in case you didn't know and you you are a new new listener. And new YouTuber watcher, this is Chatting on the Jazz right here. All right. Um, now, Shannon Sharp gives his take on, <laughs> on LeBron James. This, I got to see. Um, okay. So, Pro Football Hall of Famer and co-host of F1's, uh, FS1's undisputed Shan- Shannon Sharp sounded off Friday on Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James' take um, regarding why so many star players have gotten injured in the NBA this season. LeBron took the Twitter on Wednesday and blamed the injury on the short offseason and condensed schedule on the heels of last season running long due to COVID-19. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just admit you had a bad game, man. Man. 
So this guy says, they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure. Come on, stop making excuses. Rim rest, rest before starting back up um, eight. Possibly nine All-Stars have missed playoff games, most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person that knows about the body and how it, how it works all around, it's me. I speak from the health of all our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of the year. Oh, sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. And I know all about the business side, too. Fact is so. Don't even try try me. I get it. So, <clears throat> so Sharp says, um, while Sharp didn't disagree with the rationale, he expressed his belief to teams he sports that the players are equally responsible for the short offseason as the owners and the NBA as a whole, um, <clears throat> end quote. Look, the NBA wanted to recoup some money. They were in a pandemic and lost money, but the players wanted to get those paychecks. Um, they couldn't play without the NBA and the NBA Players Association agreeing. So everybody's equally um, culpable because they needed the money and the players wanted the paycheck. It is what it is. To Sharp's point, the NBA and MPA agreed to start the 2020 and 2021 season December 22nd and to have a 72-game season. Doing so prevented the players' contracts from getting prorated down significantly. As a result of the agreement, the Lakers and Miami Heat, sorry for the cars, folks, had the shortest offseason in major North American professional sports history as they began play play 72 days after the end of the 2020 NBA Finals. The short season seemed to take a toll not only on those teams, but every team in the NBA this season. Now, let's see. Um, okay. So the Lakers were hit especially hard with both LeBron and Anthony Davis missing a ton of time due to injury during the regular season. That resulted in L.A. only nabbing the number seven seed in the Western Conference and getting ousted by the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs. During the postseason, several high players have missed time, including Kyrie Irving and James Harden of the Brooklyn Nets. Kawhi Leonard of the Los Angeles Clippers, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia Sixers, 
um, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz and Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. While Sharp believes that there's plenty of blame to go around, he backed up the notion that so many stars landing on the shelf is bad for the league, saying, end quote, the NBA is a superstar-driven league. The fifth guy on the bench, the 13th guy on the bench, nobody cares if he's injured. Quali Leonard, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Joe Embiid, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, people care about those guys. And what has essentially been a battle of attrition, only five teams remain this season. The Phoenix Suns, Clippers, and Milwaukee Bucks have already punched their ticket to the conference finals, and either Sixers or Atlanta Hawks will join them after they meet in Game 7 of their second-round series Sunday. As you can hear, this is the ice cream truck. I can't do nothing about that, so, so, so just hang on here. A full off season of the rest will do many of the aforementioned superstars good. But the Summer Olympics being played in Tokyo, some of those players will have to decide between letting their bodies recover and representing the country on the world stage. Okay. And last but not least... I wanted to save this for last. So, so the other day, I actually, I actually saw saw this on TMZ. Actually, this is this is one of the weirdest ideas that I ever heard in my life. Like you guys are familiar with mac and cheese, right? Mac and cheese from the box, of course. And the reason I bring up mac and cheese is because there is an ice cream. Um, that is that is that is mixed with mac and cheese, which I find it to be so fucking fucking weird. Like you gotta be kidding me, mac and cheese with fucking ice cream? Are you fucking kidding me? This is more crazier than Ben and Jerry's putting weed in their ice cream. <laughs> Oh man, I got this story for you. This is this is the this is why I wanted to save this for last, though, man. Here we go. According to the New York Post, um, <laughs> Van Van Lee Lewin and Kraft debuted mac and cheese flavored ice cream. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man. This is just this is nuts, man. It's like it's like I got one question. I got one question for this. <laughs> exactly my point. Why the hell would you mix mac and cheese with fucking ice cream, man? <laughs> Oh man. Oh my gosh. Yo, I I I, I need any of this laugh, man. But anyway, New York Post article says like this. 
it's comfort food in a cone in a cone. Yeah, right. Unless you want to go to the fucking fucking potty to, to damn take a shit. <laughs> it goes like this. Water go down the hole. <laughs> That's gonna make you take a shit in the bathroom. <laughs> oh man. So this is um this is a limited um edition macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream will hit freezers nationwide this week. Broken Base ice cream maker Van Lehman and Kraft Heinz announced today on Tuesday. Announced on Tuesday. Excuse me. So the cheesy frozen treat will go on sale for $12 a pint at 11 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday to mark national. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Oh, man. Oh, that was another one I wanted to actually look up to, though. But hold on. Before I continue with this, let me just look up what um, macaroni, what mac and cheese day. Mac and cheese day. Okay. Okay. Um, I did not notice, man. But before I continue with the article on, on, um, on um, what is it? The New York Post. Um, let me just let me just get into this shit because this is I just find this very interesting. Um, um, let me let me just get this. Um, let me just say this. So Mac and Cheese Day. Okay. All right. So so Queen Latifah says, and quote, "I'm not one to turn down macaroni and cheese even late at night." I love Italian food. I love pasta. A refrigerator of water and Gatorade, honey, that's just not going to happen. Okay, listen. There's a few things in life that bring us back to childhood, like the taste of macaroni and cheese. It's a richful, um, flavorful combination of pasta and rich cheeses. never fails to satisfy our palate. Mac and Cheese Day celebrates this dish and everything it means to us. Learn about mac and cheese. So you want to know about what mac and cheese day is all about? Well, I'm here to guide you on what that is. Mac and cheese day is one. Okay, is one of the ultimate comfort foods. Okay, typically made with the golden goodness of cheese combined with milk or cheese and macaroni noodles. There is no denying that mac and cheese never fails to satisfy. This meal reminds a lot of people of one of the first dishes they celebrated at home. For others, it is the side dish that they never, they, no, excuse me, they always order at the restaurant. There are then those that save it for a special treat. No matter what category you fall into, there is no denying that a dish like this deserves its very own day. There are many v- different variations of mac and cheese that have been made in recent times. A lot of people prefer the classic version. However, there are many people that have gotten 
um, experimental too. Using different blends of cheeses and loading up on the seasoning. Hang on, folks. All right, hold on a minute here. This was not supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right, I'm back. I'm back. All right. All right. Um. Okay, let me see where I left off, though. Okay. However, there are many people that have gotten experimental to using different blends of cheeses and learning up on the season. Bacon and jalapenos have be also become two popular additions to the classic mac and cheese. Did you know that there is even a burger that is created with a mac and cheese bun? Really, though? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, okay. If you take a look online, you will see that there are plenty of recipes for burgers that are made with a bun of mac and cheese that is covered in flaming hot Cheetos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Am I reading this right? Am I reading this right? Okay, if you take a look online, you will see that there are plenty of recipes for burgers that are made with a bun of mac and cheese that is covered in flaming, flaming, I repeat, flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> Ever since the restaurant in America created this version of the burger, people have gone crazy for it. So as you can see, there are so many different ways that you can enjoy this classic dish. And so you can have fun on mac and cheese day trying to um, try out different variations to see if you can come up with your own culinary masterpiece. Some fascinating facts about mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is not only a delicious dish, but it is an official crayon color as well. In 1993, Crayola named one of its colors macaroni and cheese. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Mac and cheese is considered a national dish in Canada. Plus, a box of Kraft mac and cheese is actually the most purchased grocery product in the country. Did you know that American President Thomas Jefferson was a huge fan of mac and cheese? He, I didn't even know. I did not know that, man, until now. Um, he imported Parmesan cheese and macaroni for use in his Virginia estate after trying the dish in both northern Italy and Paris. While mac and cheese is considered a, a response to the Great Depression, there have actually been similar recipes that have been around for centuries. In fact, 
the medieval England, there was a cookbook called Form of Curry. And there was a pasta, pasta and cheese casserole dish, which was known as um, make runs. The recipe is simply um, similar to mac and cheese. Okay. Um, okay, the history of mac and cheese is what everybody wants to know about, which I came across this and I didn't even know about this, so here we go. So, the history of mac and cheese is the history of craft macaroni and cheese known throughout the world by various names, including simply craft dinner in the Canada. While it seems a simple thing, a dish of macaroni and cheese, it was in fact quite an innovation for its time and started in important tradition in ready to prepare foods. Kraft macaroni and cheese was, craft, was created as a response to the trying times of the Great Depression. There was a salesman who had an innovative idea, that idea being the sale of both cheese and macaroni together. So he began attaching packages of grated cheese to um, boxes of pasta in part due to the conditions of its release it became an absolute success World War II saw the rationing of milk and dairy products and due to shortages many families were relying on the dishes that had little meat in it hang on All right. All right. Um, yes. Macaroni and cheese seemed the obvious solution, and so its popularity spread like wildfire. James Lewis Kraft patented an important method of processing cheese that gave Kraft macaroni and cheese its unique orange color and has served as a signature trait of the product ever since. How to celebrate mac and cheese, you ask? I'll give I'll give it to you. Plain and simple. Simple. Celebrating mac and cheese day is best done by buying one of those beautiful blue boxes and indulging in its flavor. But don't stop there. Mac and cheese is an incredibly versatile dish, and you can make an entirely new one by adding a container of tuna fish to the mix. I don't know about the tuna fish part, but but I digress. Okay. Prefer something a little more traditional? There's always hot dogs and peas, an all-American favorite. We also like to add a can of processed chicken, a dollop of ranch dressing, and a sprinkling of bacon bits to make an incredible dish that will fill the hungriest belly. Come up with your own innovations and share them below. Of course, you don't 
you don't have to cook yourself on mac and cheese day. You can use this day as the perfect excuse to hit one of your favorite restaurants and enjoy mac and cheese cooked for you. Why not gather some of your friends or family members together and treat yourself to a delicious meal out? Yes, it is delicious. <laughs> All right. All right, let's go let's go on to where I left off on the New York Post. Okay. Um All right, so this is where I left off. Um Oh, okay. Um it will be available for purchase in Van Lehman's stores across the country as well as online while supplies last. Um, the, the companies describe the ice cream as a cool creamy scoop of ice cream that brings the comforting nostalgic feeling from a warm bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese. In quote, we know that there is nothing more refreshing on a hot summer day than ice cream. I could agree with that. That is why we wanted to combine the two of the most iconic comfort foods to create an ice cream with the unforgettable flavor of Kraft macaroni and cheese we all grew up with, said Emily Violet, a senior associate brand manager for Kraft macaroni and cheese. Um... As big fans of Van Lehman's, um, we knew they'd be the perfect partner to create this ice cream with us. Not only does it taste delicious, but it's also made with high quality ingredients and make, and contains no artificial flavors, preservatives, or dyes, just like our Kraft macaroni and cheese, Violet added. Brothers Pete and Ben Van Lehman Lehman, excuse me, and Laura O'Neill founded Van Lehman in 2008, operating out of a yellow truck on the streets of New York City. I didn't know that. Um, the idea was to use fair trade high-end ingredients, many of them organic to make their own art artisan artisanal flavors that include honeycomb marion berry <laughs> oh man i'll look that up later don't ask <laughs> marion cheesecake oh man vegan earl grey tea <laughs> and now craft mac and cheese oh man the company now has 23 scoop shops across New York City, Houston, and Los Angeles, and sells pints in grocery stores across the country. Now, okay, before I wrap up this show, look, there's nothing wrong with a little experiment. Nothing wrong with a little experiment, especially if it's related to, you know, science. You know what I'm saying? 
especially if it comes to food creations and stuff like that, it's okay to come up with creative um, recipes for what you created because you don't want nobody to take it away from you. Same way you don't want nobody taking away your recipes on what you want to um, create a drink. Any particular drink that's so special. <laughs> because, because it's like, you know, there's various competitions with companies, especially they that um they try to, you know, try to steal other people's ideas, which is I'm not really cool with. But but at the same, but at the same time, you know, I did find this a little weird when I saw the picture on TMZ when I was watching TV yesterday. But you know something though, man. I mean, even though, um, even though it is a weird food combination, but I guess I guess if it's a way to um to do like a throwback Thursday to remind people how how you know people grew up um eating mac and cheese from a box. So I kind of understand that. So I kind of I kind of like this idea. And I could I could do this though, man. This is this is gonna be crazy though, man. And I'm like, listen, this is this is like epic. This is like one of the epics ideas of 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 ice cream history to combine uh, mac and cheese with um ice cream, but you know there's already cheese in there, so it's like at first I was like, why combine the the cheese with um with dairy but if you really think of but if you really think about it though man i mean if you combine those two together it's it'll be it'll be more 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 interesting and you know i see a lot of people probably trying out this thing anyway in the five boroughs of new york depending on what where your local store is um i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people going crazy off of this. Now, I'm not for putting um, hot flame Cheetos in there, man, because that's not going to, I don't know that's going to really work like that, though. So, but you know what? I wanted to actually end this with a bang, actually, because this was, this was an interesting episode right here, man. So this, this to me has been episode 51 and if you like what you heard um be sure to show some love to my paypal which is which is paypal.me slash gmoneystacks queens new york and also my cash app which is which is dollar sign gmoneystacks 555 that's dollar sign g-m-o-n-e-y s-t-a-c-k-z 555 all right. Now, um, now before I even get to the stream platforms and the social medias and stuff like that, um, I want to take this time to actually, um, you know, say something. Um, as you may know, I did start my uh my other my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast for Twitch. Um, what I found out recently is that, um, 
that Twitch deletes their vid. It deletes everybody's videos within 14 days or 60 days. So, so what I did was I would export the videos to the other YouTube channel, which I actually made, which is which is metic, which is the same name, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast. Um, so so I could actually prevent that from happening. So um I will I will talk about um I will talk about um where you can subscribe and stuff like that in a minute after I go over the social media and the uh and the uh, streaming platforms. So first social media. Um you can find and follow the show off the meat rat chains and why podcast on Facebook and Instagram with the same name all in one word alongside with the other podcast which is meticulous vibe juice podcast on instagram and you could and you could watch the episodes on twitch and also i did like i said i did upload i did ex, ex um export the videos to the youtube channel which is which is the same name meticulous vibe juice podcast be sure to subscribe to the channel and be sure to leave a comment like um and be sure to click the notification bell the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes on the air live and stuff um so when 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 the videos get posted to be exact actually um because there is a chance that I may end up doing um I may end up doing YouTube videos um for meticulous vibe juice podcast in the future because at some point there's going to be a time I might I might take a time out from Twitch but don't worry don't worry about that you could you could um subscribe no excuse me you could follow me on Twitch which is Twitch dot tv slash g money stacks 555 queens new york there you go so you can find me on on twitch.tv slash g money stacks 555 queens new york you can also find the podcast page on youtube which i created which is meticulous vibe juice podcast and you know let me know what you think about the topics the, the the reviews and stuff like that and, and let me know what other tv shows what other um what other um movies what other music artists that i should review to determine whether they are um a classic um fire or a masterpiece all right and as for my uh, and as for my um my instagram handle which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. And there you go. Right there. Um now to stream platforms on the go. You can listen to the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on every streaming platform that I am going to announce. So here we go. You can find the show on Podorama, Anchor, Spotify, Audioburst, 
Deezer, TuneIn Plus, Alexa, Play FM, Podchaser. Be sure to leave a five-star rating in the Podchaser link alongside with the Podfriend link. So that way it'll help the show grow even more and leave a comment, leave a like, what you like or what you dislike and stuff. Go, go ahead and express yourself in the comments. Um, you can find this, you can also find it on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Attic, Breaker, Listen Notes, Podbay, Pod Friend, which I mentioned, Google Podcasts. And don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and last but not least, the YouTube. I need y'all to I need y'all to do y'all part by subscribing to two YouTube channels. One is a podcast channel that that I created that like I just said um a few minutes ago. Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast on Instagram. Be sure be sure to subscribe to um G Money Stacks 555 where you can where you can see um the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast for more video content. Subscribe, enable alerts, um, leave a like and a comment in in the uh topics area of what we discuss be sure to download your favorite episodes actually more than just favorite episodes be sure to download every download every episode that you that you listen to it will really mean a lot to me and you know tell a friend to tell a friend be sure to be sure to um spread the word be sure to share the podcast along with the audio streaming platforms, like I said, and, and be sure to share the podcast with your friends along with all your streaming platforms. All right. And, and I believe that's about it. Um, this has been, uh, hold on. Actually, I do want to say something motivating before I even get off this air. Now, give me a second. All right. If you have a dream of being a podcaster, and if you like to create one, don't worry about those um those online flizzies. AKA the clown burgers or the or the clown chips as you will or the or the uh, clown Klondike chocolate bars and stuff like that. All right. You know what you do? You eat them up like this. And also be sure to reach out to your loved ones. Be sure to Reach out to the your friends, the people, the people you care about. You don't have to wait every year when it comes to um, mental health awareness month in May. All right. 
it doesn't matter what typical time frame you reach out to a person. It's 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 all about following your instincts of of you know reaching out. There is there's hardly there's no right time. Three hundred sixty five days in a year. All right, and I'm probably gonna end up doing the same too. And I'm gonna do my best to um reach out and stuff, even though people have busy schedules. So, you know what? And 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 this is gonna be it for me. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in, and rocking with me as a solo host of Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast. As you can see, we have. As you can see, we have reached not only 50, but 51 episodes. How about that, man? Yeah, whoever thought that um that I was gonna make it to 50 or 51 episodes, but but there will be 52 to 53 this week. May I um, believe that? Um, so that's gonna do it for me. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in, and rocking with me. And be safe. Be sure to to be responsible to the people around you by being masked up, and also taking care of yourself health wise and. And I, and I guarantee if you do all that, um, you're going to be able to save some lives, man. Peace and one love. Listen, if you like what you heard, all you got to do is follow the podcast, comment about the topics and what you thought about the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram so you can be a part of the discussions for each topic every week. Plus, if you would like to be a guest co-host to chime in on topics, topic ideas, interviews, whether you are a rapper, singer, black-owned transsetter that has a business, producer, actor, actress, doctor, DJ, VJ, radio personality, podcast host, other career fields, need advice that you want us to read on the air like a chain letter about anything, 
You can email the show at off the meat rat chains ny podcast at gmail.com. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z M Y P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Now, where you can follow us is on Facebook and Instagram, which is all in one word, which is off the meat rat chains and why podcast alongside with my Instagram handle, G money stacks, five fifty five in Queens, New York. That's G M O N E Y S T A C K Z five, five, five I N Q U E E N S N Y. That's G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, in case you miss any of the episodes, don't worry. I got you. You can download your favorite episodes, like, subscribe, show the podcast some love with a five-star rating. We show our realness as far as the subjects being discussed in the conversations we have in each episode of the podcast inspire motivate sense of humor is an important key here because i believe laughter is the best medicine when it comes to dark times we want the show to be the safety net of putting a smile on your faces whether it's having bad days losses of loved ones work and other difficult challenges the show will be there for you no matter what you are going through. You are not alone in this case. Be sure to comment on the episodes with the topics. Share the podcast and streaming platforms of, of Anchor, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker, Deezer, PocketCast, Podchaser, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podorama, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Audio Burst. And don't forget, you can find Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and the YouTube. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the channel page, G Money Stats 555. Click on the notification bell. So you can be reminded of when Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast goes on the air live. Upcoming live stream episodes, previous recorded episodes, like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the podcast, including the streaming services with your friends. I'm Gene Money Stacks, and thank you all for listening, tuning in, sticking around with us and watching us on YouTube. And let's keep the views going and the subscribers going on the YouTube. Thank you. One love.